You've won two in a row. You win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilsorn. With me tomorrow, traveling right now to the state of Ohio, is my co-host, Jay Foster. We are here on this podcast to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before you go, and thank you guys for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free right here on YouTube. Hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And we're also free on the SiriusXM app. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Love starting off the episode with the Major League 2 quote. The reason why I did that is because... It may, it may feel like the Blue Jackets are in unfamiliar territory right now. And if, if it does feel like that's because they are. I mean, they, they only – on only five occasions last year, they win back-to-back games. That may seem like a lot. It, it really wasn't. The Blue Jackets were abysmal last season. And I was just looking at a little bit of 2022-2023, just trying to – just trying to remind myself where the Blue Jackets were at at this time last year. Because I kind of remember, what was it, the first week of that season when the Blue Jackets got a 5-1 win at Madison Square Garden with Daniil Tarasov. And I was at a point where I was like, who, who are people to count this team out of making the playoffs? You know, like this team's, this team's legit. This team's awesome. Can't believe I just used the word legit. But that's what I really felt like last year. And so I make haste slowly when it comes to – the Blue Jackets having early season success. And I try not to get too excited, but I look at at what the Blue Jackets did in the month of October in 2022-2023. In in 2022, in the year 2022, last season, in the month of October, the Blue Jackets were three and seven. Ouch. That was just that was a tough start to the season last year for the Blue Jackets. And now here they are. Monday, October 23rd, and the Blue Jackets are 3-2. and two. So things have gotten a lot better in Columbus already from year to year. Granted, the first four games of the season were spent at home. So I, I think there's, there's definitely an advantage to a team playing at home. But as I'll talk about here in this episode, the Blue Jackets are coming off a 5-4 victory in Minnesota on Saturday night. Uh, great, just a great day for folks in Columbus. Obviously, Ohio State, Penn State game was a ton of fun. You saw Ohio State take care of business there. And then you got to watch the Jackets beat Minnesota on the road. Minnesota wearing their subway uniforms. I call them subway uniforms. Obviously, they're, they're, they're wearing their old North Star, Minnesota North Star colors. But the subway uniforms, is the eat fresh uniforms is what I'm going to go with. I was a little concerned about that game. I actually, in the pregame predictions, I took the Jackets and I, I thought the Jackets were going to lose. I took the Wild in a 4-2 win that night. And the Blue Jackets proved me completely wrong. I just thought that maybe it was going to be tough for Columbus. 
playing their first game on the road after getting a huge emotional win Friday night, just the night before, against the Flames. And for them to go back-to-back, quick turnaround, they lose Patrick Laine, their star player, one of their star players. This team is littered with stars, but they lose one of their star players due to a uh, just an obscene hit from Rasmus Anderson at the end of a game. I, I I don't blame the guy for throwing the hit. It was an emotionally charged play, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second because I need I do need to also talk about the Flames win. The Blue Jackets defeated the Flames three to one on Friday night, and that really got the weekend going. Right? I mean. Shoot, it's been the last time Jay and I were on a podcast, we were like, you know, the Blue Jackets need to play better in the face-off circle. They need to do a better job sustaining pressure on offense. And in two games, in two games, they have completely righted the ship in that way. Friday night, even though the Blue Jackets lost in the shot category, Calgary had 37 shots, the Blue Jackets only had 29 Blue Jackets won in the faceoff circle, getting 57% of the faceoffs. And I know it's something small. I know faceoffs, when when teams start to lose faceoffs but still win games, you kind of just chalk it up to, oh, well, you know, it's just it's just a faceoff. Who cares? Like, you know, that you can win possession other ways. But I think when you're talking about a young team like Columbus, you need to win fate. You need to win those extra possessions. Those extra possessions are just so important for them. And they won 57% of the faceoffs on Friday night. Saturday night was even better for the squad, winning 65% of faceoffs. So just a really good job, first of all, by guys like Boone Jenner, who's always going to win faceoffs, or at least always be above 50%. He's been that way for years. Uh, Sean Corrali on the fourth line. I'm going to talk heavily about the fourth line in this episode because they've just played so darn well for Columbus this year. But how about Adam Fantilli on Friday night going for going five for six in the faceoff circle? And uh, he gets a goal then on Saturday night. Just a really good kind of two-game spurt for the third overall pick. Should have been the second overall pick. And Tuesday night's matchup is going to be really exciting because you got Leo Carlson coming to town. He's on the ice right now playing the Bruins. I'm watching this one as we speak. It looked like the last time I checked it was a 0-0 game. That Ducks game is going to be kind of tough. But um, Adam Fantilli really looking solid. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what. What I don't know if the Blue Jackets. Sorry, I'm, I'm just having trouble really containing my excitement right now because – I don't think after five games, the Blue Jackets fan base could have asked for a better start to the season because, yeah, you lost to the Flyers on opening night. That was a really tough game. Zach Rowenski left the game early in that one. But you came back, you beat the Rangers, and then you, you lost to the Red Wings, which at the time you're sitting there one and two. You've played your first three games at home. That Red Wings game wasn't really close, but after the Red Wings have gone on, played three games since then, they have just completely lit up the rest of the league. They are on a five-game win streak right now, which is tied uh, for second longest streak with the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, who are off to a great start, 6-0. and You can't really beat that for a team that is supposedly supposed to be on a Stanley Cup hangover. They come right into this year. 
and rip off six straight wins. But yeah, I think when you look at the five game resume that the Blue Jackets have, you really start to feel good about where they have positioned themselves right now because and it just it can turn just like that, right? If you you know, last week at last week's episode at this time on on Tuesday's episode, we were talking about all the things the Jackets need to do. I mean, I opened the episode discussing whether this team was going to be uh, going for the lottery again or not. And and it can feel like that after one game. And, and obviously it was, a, it was a big overreaction because since then, Pascal Vincent has only shown that he can regroup this team back together. Uh, this team had a little bit more just bite to them on Friday night. I mean, and you saw the way like Cole Sillinger dropped the gloves with veteran Nazem Kadri. Like that was an intense battle. Um, and there was a huge, huge scrum at the end of the game after Rasmus Anderson threw that hit on Patrick Line. And then you just saw the Blue Jackets going to battle for their guys. And that's just something that at this point in the season, this early in the season, you can feel really good about. And Sean Corrali spoke on this in the locker room after the win on Friday night. He was saying, it's just guys sticking up for each other is all it is. And it's true. It's it's what it is. And this team is starting to love each other. This team seemingly, I say that as if I'm like in the locker room or something. I'm obviously an outside observer, but for what I've seen with my own eyes, the Blue Jackets are starting to rally behind Pascal Vincent. And that is a very good sign because, and it's all credit to Pascal Vincent, obviously, because I, and I thought ever since he took over, he was never, never has been like, woe is me. You know, I had so little time to prepare. I've always thrown that excuse out of the window for Pascal Vincent since he had the entire training camp to get this Blue Jackets team ready for the season. But it really has been a, a growth. You've seen the growth in five games. You've seen the growth in five games. And I want to just – like circle those areas that really the Blue Jackets have really started to impress me in. And I'm going to do that uh, in just a second. I got the, I'm, I'm seeing some highlights from the Red Wings game. Alex DeBrincat had his fifth career hat trick. So again, that, that was a game that took place last week that I can just continuously chalk up to the Blue Jackets just had a really bad game. And now here we are the, the, one week later and it's like, oh gosh, we're, we're back in the playoff race. Everything is starting to feel good. It actually, it actually does feel really good right now. You, you don't look at standings this early in the season, but Blue Jackets sitting at third right now, trailing only the Rangers and the Flyers in the Metropolitan Division, is is very good for Columbus. Very good. Position yourself at at a spot going into November where you can still reasonably make the playoffs. It's just it's just taking it one month at a time. Obviously, you take it one game at a time, but as a fan. To be in the position, the blue to be in a top three spot here as we come up on the close of October. I say that, but they still got to play the Ducks, Canadians, Islanders, and Stars before they get out of this month. The Ducks, as I said, are on the ice right now with the Bruins. Interested to see how that game finishes up. The Canadians not off to the hottest of starts. Uh, yeah, they're just two one and one to start the year, so good chance for them to get a win there. And the Islanders have dropped two in a row, as tough as they can be. We know that they kind of are a little slow in the putting up goals category. And again, I'm going to talk about all this in a second. I just mentioned that I was going to go to break and then completely forgot to just because I went on another rant. But we will talk about, again, some of the areas the Blue Jackets have just excelled in 
after the break here on the Locked on Blue Jackets. Boone Jenner scores a hat trick for the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. These things are all possible scenarios this season. But to have a chance at winning big, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy hockey with Sleeper. You can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests with studs like Adam Fantilli or Kirill Marchenko or Patrick Laine whenever he gets back on the ice. All you need to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, or plus minus, and many more. You heard me, Columbus Blue Jackets fans. 100 time payout. 100 times your money on payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your draft picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for terms of use for details. All right. I'm right here on a uh, Monday morning celebrating the fact that the Blue Jackets have won two games in a row. And they didn't win three in a row once last year. In fact, you have to go all the way back to March 2022, the last time the Blue Jackets won three hockey games in a row. A huge chance uh, tomorrow night. We will talk about – we will preview the Ducks game in tomorrow's episode. Obviously, you're listening to this on Monday morning. I'm recording this on Sunday night, watching the Ducks-Bruins game as we speak. So we'll have a lot more – on the Ducks tomorrow, especially when Jay gets back. he's He follows West Coast hockey very closely, being that he spends a lot of time in California. So that should be a very good episode for you guys tomorrow. But again, the Blue Jackets have a huge opportunity to win three games in a row for their first time since March 2022. And three and two at this point in October. They've already matched their win total that they the same win total that they had in the month of October last season. Things are starting to look really good. And especially after that last game, where the Blue Jackets outshot the Minnesota Wild 54 to 28. It was an offensive onslaught by the Blue Jackets. Obviously, Elvis's save percentage could have looked a little better. Matt Zuccarella had two goals. That guy's just an absolute dog. You can't really stop him from from doing what he's going to do in a game. But I still think Elvis Elvis played a good game. He had a .83, .8, whatever, save percentage. That's all the Blue Jackets are going to really need from him from time to time, especially in those high-flying offensive games where they're going to put up 50 shots on goal. I believe the Blue Jackets can tuck away 10% of their shots in games like that. And they also are not even getting – Goals from some of their top scorers that they had last year, like Johnny Gaudreau, who leads this team in shots for Columbus, has not yet registered a goal this season. Kirill Marchenko, who is third on this team in shots for Columbus, has not had a goal yet this season. And Patrick Line was out last night. And again, I have more on that. I have more thoughts on the Rasmus Anderson hit, and I and I should just get them out of a way, get them out of the way before I move on. Um, so Rasmus Anderson suspended four games for the hit he threw on forward Patrick Line. Line did not travel with the team to Minnesota. He is listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. So we'll be keeping track of 
when he's able to play. I'm sure we'll have more information as the team hits the ice today for practice at the Ice House and gets ready for Tuesday's game. So definitely tune in tomorrow's Ducks game preview to get more on that. But listen, Rasmus Anderson suspended four games. He will lose $93,000 in pay. And uh, according to the NHL Players Association, he's also appealing the suspension. He's already missed one game. He, he, did, not, he did not play in today's game against Detroit. And uh, it's, it's kind of big for him to get that maybe that last game. And I honestly, I would like, like, I'm gl- I'm very glad that he got suspended. I thought the hit was dirty. I understand why the hit was thrown. Patrick Laine is trying to get a goal at the end there. He's on his own blue line. Maybe, you know, he's pulling up, getting ready to take a shot. Rasmus Anderson was, was way too high on the hit, left his feet. It was an illegal hit, no doubt. Again, I was very happy to see the suspension, but that was an emotionally charged game for the Flames. They have played four games on the road now. They did not beat a Metropolitan opponent. They played the Penguins, Capitals, Sabres, and Blue Jackets. And they beat the Sabres, probably definitely felt like they could have beaten the Blue Jackets. They didn't. And, uh, you know, listen, I like I like when Columbus is able to do that to teams. When teams are able to take out their frustration – on the ice and you can see it you know that you know Columbus stole a victory from a team that maybe felt like that they that they had it before the puck even dropped Calgary probably went into this one knew that Columbus had struggled just earlier that week to Detroit and was like we can probably have this one and Columbus just played a great game Spencer Martin played a fantastic game Zach Wierenski being back in the lineup was tremendous for them and that fourth line, man, Sean Corrali, Jack Roslevic, and Justin Danforth, these dudes have been absolutely stellar for Columbus in the early parts of the season. In fact, the Blue Jackets have scored 15 goals this year, and Roslevic, Corrali, and Danforth uh, get credited for a third of those goals. So they are they are producing above their means and it's been really exciting to see, especially for a guy like Justin Danforth, who just signed a contract extension for a small deal, a deal just over a million dollars. It feels like the Blue Jackets are really squeezing a lot out of that one right now. So very good start to Justin Danforth's season for him. He has three goals on the year. I don't know if you can ask much more out of a fourth line forward. And and if maybe if he's able to keep it up, sure, you can maybe move him up in the lineup. But the way that Pascal Vincent has things set up. I think you just leave Corrali, Roslovic, and Danforth on that fourth line. Maybe you roll that fourth line out a little bit more than you would than you usually would, which is why they got rewarded at the end of that Flames game. We saw them a lot more on the ice in those empty net minutes because Pascal Vincent said, I liked the way that they were playing tonight. And it's no wonder they had the they had the only two goals in that game that gave the Blue Jackets a two. Uh, zero lead and then a 2-1 lead so that line is getting rewarded in its own way so I have no reason to say like they need to be moving up I love that line the way that it is and we didn't see Adam Fantilli playing with Patrick Laine obviously because Patrick Laine was out you saw him playing with Alexander Texier and I thought that looked like that looked really solid. I think Adam Fantilli has shown me this year that he is good enough to play in the faceoff circle. He's good enough to play his center position. We know now that Pascal Vincent is not the type of coach that likes to designate specific positions 
at the forward line. Like he likes to have the, he likes this idea of just three rotating forwards, just covering however much ice they need to cover defensively. That's all fine. It doesn't really make sense to me. I don't see why you don't just designate, Hey, this guy's the center. He takes the faceoffs here because for those that watch the flames game, there would be sometimes when Adam Fantilli's lining up at center, and there were sometimes when Patrick Laine's lining up at center. And it wasn't because one of them got kicked out of the faceoff circle. It was just they were going matchup to matchup, which I guess is an advantage and maybe is a thing that other teams around the league are doing. I don't know. You guys are smart. Uh, chime in in the comments if you've noticed other teams around the league doing it. Uh, it. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm making a big deal about this, but – I just I think Adam Fantilli is good enough to center a line with any sort of wingers, any sort of wingers, especially a guy like Alexander Texier, who's so offensively sound, can do so much damage. Um, just the way that he moves the puck through defense and the way that he can be creative about moving the puck has been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, Adam Fantilli got his first goal too the other night, and I don't I like that's obviously a huge reason why I'm. Uh, singing his praises so much on this episode. He scored a goal the same way that he scored goals in the preseason, right there in the high slot. Just just get him set up right there. Have a defenseman crawl down those boards. Have a winger circle around those boards. Just find 11 right there in the high slot. And that guy is so dangerous. He's going to score a lot of goals this season, a lot of goals in his career from that spot. And, uh, boy, you just love to see it for the guy. Also, Ken Johnson gets a goal after off of a faceoff. That's his – is that his second goal of the year, I believe? I, I don't have that at the top. This might be – that might have been his first goal of the year. But he's a guy who had struggled a little bit in his first couple games. Obviously, he got benched on opening night because Pascal Vincent did not feel like he was contributing enough in practice or was not meeting his pace of play necessary for – to make the starting lineup or whatever. I, I don't know. So he had a tough start to the season, but now here he is through four games and he's got two points. So he's starting to catch a little bit of fire. And I think he needed that first goal off of the faceoff circle to, to really, to really get going, man. And, and it seemed to, to be that way. All right. We're going to take one more pause here. After this, I will talk about some issues I still have with this team because obviously things are still not perfect for Columbus and I will tell you some of those things that need to be worked from my eye up here next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Passion, drive, and patience. These are the things that bring home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're running, you're burning rubber, not cash. You want to be on the road burning rubber, baby, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers.
All right, it is Monday of this week. I want to go over a little bit what the Blue Jackets have on the itinerary. They got the Ducks Tuesday night. Thursday night, they are then traveling up north to take on the Montreal Canadiens. And then back here Saturday, taking on the Islanders. So nice little three-game set here. I think these are three winnable games. I am gonna we're gonna post a poll there in the community tab page. How many points do you expect the Blue Jackets to get? in this three-game stand here. Uh, watching a little bit of the Ducks game tonight, this Ducks team is playing with a lot of energy. Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, uh, these guys are these guys are coming off hard right now. They are uh, lifting – they're playing the Boston Bruins, who are right now the leaders in the Atlantic division, and they're getting – they're stick-checking, they're playing with speed. I think things will change when they leave the pond and come to Nationwide Arena. Teams tend to play differently on the road. They don't – tend to have that same jump. Maybe they're a little nervous uh, for whatever reason, maybe maybe jet lag, maybe not nervous. I don't know if NHL teams necessarily get nervous nowadays, unless we're talking like a rookie rookie. But um, I think the Blue Jackets should be able to win this game against the Ducks. And if they don't, it better be because John Gibson has like 50 saves. Like <laughs> that better be the reason why they aren't able to beat Anaheim on Tuesday night. I fully expect them after – uh, two days off here to fully maybe even get Patrick Line healthy. That would be very nice. But if they're not able to put him out there, I still really like the health that the Blue Jackets do have. Um, I said back there that I was going to talk about some of the things that I'm still concerned about. It's not a whole lot, but I would like to see Johnny Gaudreau cash one in here. I know that he's going to, um, but just for his confidence. And, I, and again, I don't think he's a guy – that is too worried about confidence or that I should be even too worried about Johnny Gaudreau's confidence. He's, he's getting paid 11% of the blue jackets cap hit this season. So he'll be fine. But uh, yeah, he's thrown 19 shots on goal, which leads the team has yet to see one fall. Krill Marchenko again, he's also thrown 15 shots on goal and has yet to see one fall. So that, that's not even really a concern. Not even really a thing that's not necessarily perfect with this team, but you would like to see those guys get one before they get into that shooter slump because we will see at times pure goal scorers will go 20 games, 20 or 30 games at the worst where they're just not scoring. And you'd like to see those one. You'd like to see those guys cash one in. Um, obviously I'm still very concerned about the Patrick line injury. Although I think this team can definitely win without him. As crazy as that is to say, it's not really a knock on Patrick Line, but it's more of Blue Jackets are having guys step up in different areas. And right now, you have you have a pretty light schedule. I feel like between the, the Ducks, Canadians, and Islanders, the Blue Jackets should be able to stack some wins here and be fine. I still am a little concerned with Elvis because he's he's seeming he's seeming, you know, giving up four goals off 28 shots the other night to a Minnesota team who is you know, they, they, they're good. You know, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Joel Erickson, uh, Matt Zuccarello, like they're, they're very talented. I'm not saying that they're not. But if if the Blue Jackets could just get Elvis to play the way that he played in those first two periods against the Rangers, which is when the last time the Blue Jackets saw him, they are going to be a very dangerous team. This is a team that can be ripping off wins in this division. So, that's still an area I'd like to see him get better in. Obviously, the dude was just ill for the last week, so I'm totally willing to give him a pass. 
no actual problems with Elvis. That is that I want that I want my stance here at at this point in the season on October 23rd to be completely clear. I have no problem with the way that he's played. Obviously, you can't control that he's being that he's been sick. Um but I just would like to see him just churn out those uh 90 save percentage games, you know, just really, really lock a team down. And, and, you know, then wild even had a goal that got called back. So, and I'm not counting that goal. I obviously can't count that goal. He had a couple goals called back against him against the Rangers. So maybe, you know, his stats are a little bit uh, just, just not really what we think that they are. But um, as long as he's stacking wins, which he he's what two and one to start the year, I believe he does get credit for that win against the Rangers, or at least he should. He played, a, again, a very solid two periods against them. I think I think everything seems to be okay. I think the defense is also just, gosh, I could talk about this defense all day. I mean, it was it's night and day. It's night and day, guys, watching how the Blue Jackets' defensive core has played this season so far versus how they played last season. We all expected that. We did. We all expected it. But I think it's been even better than what the Blue Jackets could have imagined. And they still don't even have guys like Nick Blankenberg, Stanislav Sposal, Andrew Peak. these guys who were heavily in the lineup last year, maybe not Sposal, but these guys that were heavily in the lineup last year have not had as much time in these games. Adam Boquist is a guy that we haven't seen in the last couple games. So very intrigued to see what Columbus is going to bring uh, tomorrow night. Again, I still want to see Kirill Marchenko get his first goal because – I almost ended this episode without talking about that play at the end of the game. He almost called the game there in the third period against Minnesota. I hope that's just that's just a small snippet of what he's going to do his whole career as a Blue Jacket. But um, if you guys felt my energy coming off of on this podcast, it is obviously because the Blue Jackets have put a smile on my face based off their performance the last two games. I know if Jay were here right now, he'd tell you the exact same thing. They have been a just a treat to watch those that game against the Flames. They came out with the right energy, with the right pace that they needed. And then uh, they came out the exact same way, but I thought even better in that Saturday night game against Minnesota, which was so impressive because it was off of a back-to-back, off of a really emotional victory. And, uh, man, if this Blue Jackets team can just keep the momentum going – they're going to be very dangerous, man. They're going to be very dangerous. And uh, why not? Why not stack as many wins before they get to November, where they play 15 games? It is the heaviest month for the Blue Jackets coming up. They play seven Metropolitan games in that month. So nearly half of the games in the month of November are going to be against Metro teams. Huge opportunity for the Blue Jackets to work their way up the standings, especially right now with the Devils uh, kind of having a little slow start to the season. Uh, excuse me, the Hurricanes, who have lost two in a row, they're starting to slide a little bit. And, uh, yeah, in fact, they're, they're, they're minus two on the year, which is crazy. The, the, nobody, nobody in the league has given up more goals to this date right now than the Carolina Hurricanes. So the Metropolitan Division feels open right now. It feels open. The Penguins are two and three. The Capitals are 1-2-1. A chance for the Blue Jackets to stack some points here and keep moving their way up the up the standings. But uh, that starts with tomorrow night, tomorrow's night's game. I can't talk because it's late here. 
on a Sunday night that starts with tomorrow's tomorrow. Oh, geez. That starts with tomorrow night against the Anaheim Ducks. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for thank you so much for tuning into tonight's episode. Uh, again, tomorrow we'll be previewing the Anaheim Ducks game. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free on YouTube and the SiriusXM app. My name is Hayden Housewan. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email us, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.